You can listen to this episode of Welcome to the OC Bitches ad-free on Amazon Music. Holidays are one of the busiest and most stressful times of the year, but the gift of therapy allowed me to enjoy the holidays for the first time in years, thanks to Talkspace. Talkspace is a little like having a mental health professional in my pocket. I definitely recommend Talkspace. I love how simple and convenient it is. You can sign up online, get a personalized match with a therapist, make appointments all from the comforts of your home. Getting started is the most important part, and Talkspace is also there to help with thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code OC to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's OC at Talkspace.com. There is no truer way to say I love you than taking care of each other. That's why this year, the gift of health is all you need. And with Everly Well, you can find 30 plus at-home lab tests, vitamin supplements, and more for every person on your holiday list. So this is going to be a personal gift to myself because I have had such raging PMS that I need the women's test. So thanks to Everly Well, I can do it from home. Yes, I did it. The gift of health has never been so easy to share than it is this holiday. For listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash OC. That's everlywell.com slash OC for 20% off your next at-home lab test. everlywell.com slash OC. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Yay! Yeah. Season three, episode 20, the day after tomorrow. That was a movie. Yeah. That was like an Armageddon. Well, it was yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Yes. With the, was it the tidal wave movie? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hayden and was supposed to do that movie. Who? Hayden was? Yeah. Really? I think so. Well, okay. so we're going to be breaking down this episode, but then later we're going to be chatting with two lovely ladies, Liz and Michelle from the Let's Talk OC podcast. I met them when I was in South Carolina. No way. Yeah. They have a few questions for us, but the synopsis of this episode, the college acceptance letters arrive. Three get in and one didn't. Mm. Ryan and Sadie try to navigate what is next for their relationship. Seth lies to Summer again. And Marissa grapples with what to do after high school. Meanwhile, Sandy tries to resolve the conflict with the shady Dr. Griffin. And Matt and Taylor throws a bonfire party directed by our beloved Norman Buckley, written by Lila Gerstein. Original air date is April 6, 2006. Okay. So, Rach, we're in season three. Yep, sure are. And this is admittedly, this for some reason, critics alike, Josh alike. Mm -hmm. It's like this. Have you been feeling... I thought last episode had a little bit more energy, but I was starting to think about like, what would, do you remember any of the atmosphere on set during these three, during this season three? If I did, I think that would be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's watching this. I, I do remember, I you know, that we say that the bonfire, the party at the beach, I do have memories of that. But yeah, so a lot's going on in this episode. We thought you could kind of just break it down really quickly. What's yeah, going let's, on? Yeah, let's get, let's, because there's such a 
there's so much going on with the college yes. and and yeah. the kids mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the other let's let's start with the Sandy Kirsten mat so we can get that out of the way so we can get into the meat of it. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, last we saw Matt had been brutally beat up by these um we're not here for a robbery dudes, mm-hmm. thugs. Mm-hmm. And um but we start with Sandy paying a visit to Dr. Griffin and he's he's playing tennis, right? Yeah. And and Sandy's New man, finally, like, you know what? He wants to know if he had anything to do with it. And, of course, he doesn't. And he wants Griffin to resign. And he goes, and by the way, you don't have a good forehand. And uh, Ooh, burn. Oh, such a burn. But, you know, I also noticed, I remember that that, that um, tennis court was the back of Summer's house. Oh, really? And it has its own little golf course. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, just a little bit. But, um, you know, Dr. Griffin is... He's so shady, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that Sandy's like not taking it anymore. But mm-hmm. he also ends up like bribing him with seven hundred million dollars worth of revenue because they're going to revitalize the area. And when Matt comes to see Kirsten, his face is all busted up, and Sandy's not there. But Kirsten's like, "Wait a second, because Kirsten was in this world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, my, the whole thing is like, it's you know, he shows he shows up, and Kirsten's like." I was in this business for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I saw what it did to my dad. Mm-hmm. You ca- you've got to drop this. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, honey. You know, it's so funny. Sandy, the way he says it, he doesn't get defensive. It's almost, I don't know if he's being patronizing, but he's like, oh, honey, it's way more complicated than that. Like what I said in the last episode was, what's he doing? Because he's Matt does have evidence. He's got evidence. And so Sandy's got some, he must have some alternative like thing that he's got got something that he's going to, he's patient. He's going to play his cards correctly. He's going to figure what's going on. But then Kirsten leaves, right, at the end. And all I thought was like, where's she going? Mm-hmm. Like she got to drink? Where is she going? I don't know. Oh. Like I'm really, I'm like worried about her. It's counting on, on but, you to know. But I do, I do want to say, I have, so for some reason I I have less memory of some of these episodes than I do of others. I have no memory of like all the Matt stuff just because no disrespect to Kelly and Peter, but like it's just not that interesting of a storyline. And this is where I think that they were struggling with uh, let's what be to honest do with, with them? just the adult storylines. Yours are, yours is quite well alive and well though. Right. I think I think I mean there is there's stuff going on because I think this is what we were missing. When the storylines with the adults were involved with the kids, mm-hmm. it keeps it together. Because right. there are those traditional TV shows that do these B storylines that really keep the, the characters separate. And in this regard, I just think that was, I mean, I, we'd have to ask Josh and Stephanie, like, where they went with Peter's storyline. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like sending him off into Caleb world and... And and I don't know, even even though this was dramatic enough, but it still didn't feel fully developed, I guess. Yeah. And let's get out of it quickly. Kind let's of get thing. out. Let's go. Let's yeah. talk about college acceptance. OK, letters. so that was it. Guys, we're like- <laughs> that was the summary of <laughs> of that. It's really funny. So the episode actually opens with Seth and Long John's. <laughs> <laughs> so well, he, that is actually a very now you've said Brody is he's like he's. Muscle. He's got some muscle. Well, yeah, he grew up surfing. He was an avid surfer. Yeah, he was, he had, yeah, he was well Which built. to me, it, that was my ideal growing up. Like the tall, lint, slim, I, I got a surfer now. 
And my husband's a surfer. That's right. Yeah. You wound up with a surfer. (laughs) An ectomorph. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he is in Long John's. It's really funny. Summer has bought them matching parkas and she's getting them ready for brown. It's really cute. It is really cute. And, you know, as I'm watching this, I can really relate. You know, myself in high school, my high school boyfriend was going off to college. Uh, He was a year older. So he was going to Lubbock, Texas. Texas Tech. So I was convinced, like, I had to go to Texas Tech. Why the fuck would I go to Texas Tech? That's a great question. I don't know. But because my boyfriend was going. So I could relate to Summer because her whole plan was just to go to Brown just to be with Seth. Now, the message isn't great because you want women, girls to be very independent and, you know. Well, I mean, we we can sit here all we want and say, and be critical and say that's a dumb idea. Why would, you know, this whole episode, there's so many mm-hmm. things that we we shake our fists at the screen about. Mm-hmm. But it's because we're older and we want to tell these characters what to do and what not to do. They have to go on their journey and they have to live their lives. They do. To learn from it. Yes. Right? Because, yes. because there's, as we get into this, there's so many things that it's like, that you, yeah, it's like, you know, the, their reaction, Sandy and Kirsten's reaction to them, uh, to, to like Ryan and Sandy, that kind of thing is different than Summer's reaction, you know, right. because of who they are. So, but yes, so, you know, so Seth takes off because he's like, I got to get some cold, I got to get some water because I'm sweating. Yeah. And he's standing in the fridge when Ryan enters, which right. is very funny. It's like, well, you could just take off your jacket. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But then he sees Ryan in there. And so Ryan was with Sadie out in the um, pool house in the pool house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're having one of their makeout sessions. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, she talks about uh, that's when he says 90 days. That's when he says the 90 day. Yeah. She's like, you know, and then she starts talking about the future. And he does that like and she's like, I'm sorry. Uh, I just feel like avoiding the future is not healthy because she's really in the future and he's in the moment. Yeah. And so you those those hormones and that that strong physical attraction to someone is sometimes it is one of those things where it's like the those physical feelings overpower. It's like the the heart overruling the mind. Right. right? So and I want to get into that as we go through this episode, because there's a lot of stuff that seems advanced for their age um, and all the feelings going on. But let's just focus on Seth and Summer for now and the whole journey they go on in this episode. So because he says there's a cold front coming. Right. And I was like, he does because he was he kept saying to her, like, what if you get in? What if I only get like if one of one, right. one of so us gets in? Right, so they're waiting for their brown acceptance letters yeah. or rejection letters or whatever they're going to be. So we're waiting, and the letters arrive. Summer has the envelope. Seth gets the envelope. Now, both of the envelopes look exactly the same, right? When I was growing up, I always thought like if you get accepted, you get a huge envelope, and if you get rejected, you get a small envelope. Is that true? Well, I. Th- think you get that well and I think this is what I thought that was interesting you got a whole pack that was a little thicker and he got the one sheet but I think in reality you get more of like the three-folded regular letter rejection right, letter right yeah so we see that summer gets into brown I got emotional I was like so proud of her for getting uh, into brown because I could never <laughs> um and then right. And Brody, we see that he gets rejected. So, well, and that's that's just heart wrenching. Heart wrenching. This whole episode is heart wrenching with these two. Yeah, yeah. So we're on college acceptance letters, and 
We learn Seth gets rejected. Summer gets in. Ryan gets into Berkeley and Marissa gets into Berkeley. But she throws hers in the trash. Yeah, she throws hers in the trash. So the the all the letters arrive. We're seeing Marissa's. Marissa gets hers, but the only reason Marissa sees hers is because she goes back inside. Volchuk is picking her up on the motorcycle. She goes back inside to get a jacket. He asks her to get beer money, and she finds the envelope on the table and opens it, and we learn that she gets into Berkeley. Right. So she has this moment when she gets the... uh, Because she's obviously hanging out with... She was complaining, uh, um, and that's why he picked her up. Mm -hmm. And she goes in to get the cutest jacket I've seen, like the short little... Little moto jacket, (laughs) yeah. She's like, like, that's going to keep you warm. Mm -hmm. But she does have this moment of, oh... You could see it. Like, she's proud of herself as mm-hmm. she steals money from Julie's purse. Right. And you can see that she has this re- really lovely moment. And But then all of a sudden throws it in the trash. Right. Because of, like, what we said in the last episode, she's still this apathetic creature of that just doesn't want to care about anything, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a difficult thing for her to do and, and takes off. Right. Right. It is time to ditch the chemicals with Caraway Homes' non-toxic cookware and bakeware collections so you can make healthier cooking a piece of cake. Caraway Homes' non-toxic kitchenwares are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. I love Caraway so much. It is so easy to cook with. Nothing sticks. You don't feel bad about what you're cooking on. There's no chemicals. I, I And it's so pretty. It stays out on my counter. I just, I love it. They heat quickly. They distribute heat evenly. They're versatile. I mean, hello, stovetop to oven cooking. And it's easy to clean. And it is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I have the blue with mm. the silver. What colors do you have? I have cream. Cream. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's almost time for Caraway's Cyber Season event that only happens once a year. Save up to 20% on all Caraway products, including their internet-famous non-toxic cookware set. And for the first time ever, you can now save on Caraway's food storage, tea kettle, and mini cookware. This exclusive deal won't last long. Make sure to shop your favorite colors and products while you still can. Visit CarawayHome.com to take advantage of their cyber season event and score up to 20% off your next purchase of non-toxic kitchenware. This deal won't last long, so visit CarawayHome.com to shop all their incredible products for up to 20% off this holiday season. Caraway. In the meantime, Seth shows up over at the Coens mm-hmm. and has the one of the best moments between Ryan and Summer. Oh yeah, they get they're all excited because they're both sharing that yeah. they got in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like this, like like oh my gosh, you got in, you yeah. got in. But I mean, on also like uh, and and but like where's Cohen? And when he comes down and. He does that pause, and I just so believed your face or Summer's face, where she's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Pack your bags." Yeah, and he couldn't tell her. So Seth is lying once again. I and I was like, "Why? Like, what the hell? Why would he do that? Like, don't do that." He's Cohen. So he's got this whole thing that he's this reason that he's doing this is he, he he keeps this whole thing up. He keeps it up in front of his parents, you know, and they want to have a celebratory. They want to take credit for it. And and he hasn't even told Ryan. And he keeps up this whole thing. And then finally, because they have this celebratory dinner, mm-hmm. Summer shows up mm-hmm. in the cutest effing outfit. <laughs> so she's wearing like, this is your, 
wearing reading glasses oh, and you're yeah, wearing yeah, like yeah. the brown sweater. Yeah. And in the meantime, the scarf. Right, yeah. I feel like I'm going to Hogwarts. That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. But in the meantime, like, Ryan, yeah. So they have this dinner because Ryan and Sadie have decided they're going to go to Berkeley and they have this dinner together and it doesn't turn out that well because mm-hmm. they, they announce that they're going to do that. That, that Ryan and Sadie are going to go move to Berkeley together and live together. And they're 18. I mean, it's yeah, a little crazy. Just Although like crickets. I did live with my boyfriend. He went to Lubbock at 18. We did wind up living together. So yeah. I, I mean, I understand it to an extent, but the whole move to Berkeley and the Co- and the Coens are supporting Ryan. And then how is it all going to work? And that's creating. They don't take the news well at the dinner. So no. Sadie leaves. And the only person that kind of go it, and it was just like the, the most innocent summer goes, I think it's lovely. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's romantic because mm-hmm. she understands it. Mm-hmm. And then when so, so this brings me to that when Seth drops her off and he's like, they're 18. What are they thinking? Like, and Summer's like, what do you I think it's wonderful. They should know. And oh, my God, you don't know. You don't know at 18. Right. And she takes it as a rejection. Yeah. And well, because Seth is not being honest. It's really frustrating. Well, and and it's and it's like this, like he's so stuck in this, like if I, if I tell her. So the next morning, that's when Ryan brings her the coffee, and he's like, "Oh, I shouldn't have told them about you know um, me and Sadie." But then he finally gets, "Did you get into Brown, Seth?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "What? Who's smoking pot now? Uh, I got the most A's and all this." And then his face, and so I just hand it to Brody in his delivery and his acting. He goes, "What?" how did I not get in? And he just looks off and you see like he almost has like his, he's just choking in his throat Mm -hmm. of like pain. Like, how did I not get in? Mm -hmm. And all this time he's saying, I can't tell Summer because she won't go. Right. Right. So there is that. But I still think that he's truly embarrassed and can't say it out loud. Right. Like, which one is it motivated more by? I think it's both. You know, because she did say she's not going to go without him and all of that and the pressure of that and also the embarrassment. He does call Brown and try to convince them to no avail. Yeah. So he's kind of spiraling and I don't think he's handling it well. So because the college acceptance letters have arrived, Taylor's throwing a party um, to celebrate. Like everyone wear your college sweatshirt where you're going. And so that's what's happening that night. They totally ditch her too. And she's like, I'm having this. And thank God. I, every time Taylor shows up, it's like, yay. But thank God she does. And she's like, and I need your help. And the boys just peel off and poor Summer gets stuck with it. Yep. Because Seth literally, he's, he's now negative and, you know, he's called, he's calls it lame. Mm-hmm. And so you, you get, you get roped in, Summer gets roped in. And she says, I need some. This is so funny. She, I need Marissa. She's supposed to get the food. And then she calls for kimchi. Mm-hmm. Now, I love kimchi as a condiment. But <laughs> how much kimchi are seniors going to eat at a bonfire? Is that like her code for just all Korean food or something? <laughs> I don't know. But she's very well versed in Vats Korean. Vats of kimchi. Cabbage kimchi. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good for you. you know. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's doing So she ropes Summer in. Now, Summer's obviously going through a hard time, too, with everything going on with Seth. And this is where Marissa and Summer start to come back together because they do live together. Jack and Jill bathroom, like they can see each other's rooms. Right, because they were still at the beginning of the episode. They, they were, were still, still fighting, yeah. They were still doing the milk and cream thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and Marissa sees that Summer's maybe going through something with Seth. So they're starting to come back together. Yeah. Meanwhile, Marissa is still hanging out with Volchuk. 
She hangs, she you knows she takes off that night. She ditches school to go. Yeah, with she ditches and she ditches school. And then um, and then you see this um Julie is like the next morning, she's like, first of all, she's wearing this wild tank top. Julie, me. Oh, but oh my she God. was wearing this tank top. There I were, know, I commented on that. It's like your boobs are out, it's like got these like it two... was almost like Xena, Warrior yeah, Princess. It was interesting. Amazon, but first it was very like yeah. But she literally is on the phone going, I don't know where you were last night. Yeah, did yeah, I? yeah. And now she's, sh- again, once again, she's walking on eggshells around Neil because he's made it true. He's made it clear that this is a trial with, and she doesn't. Yeah. And then he and says. And Volchek's motorcycle woke him up. Yeah. Yeah. Do motorcycles have horns? I guess they have to. It's just. They don't have horns? Because they you hear a horn. Beep, beep. What we talked about before when she runs inside to get beer money oh. in her jacket. Beep, beep. You hear a horn, and I'm like, do motorcycles have horns? I think they do have a little Do they ones. have horns? Yeah. They do? I would think they have to as a safety thing, but, like, you never hear a motorcycle. On the freeway, you never hear, meep, meep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Okay, no, so, but she yeah. Is, but she's totally, yes. She's on eggshells. On eggshells he, around. It's waking him up. And and he says, but he's, Neil says to her, he goes, he says, you know, she. we both know she didn't sleep here, and you need to do something about it. Like, puts the fear in Julie. Like, she's he's worried. a little scary. But she actually's like, you know, worried, worried about Marissa. I don't, so. yeah, yeah. So some Marissa's, you know, she's ditching with Volchak. You know, when, when she ditches with him from school and she's in his, the, uh, his apartment. Oh my God. His amazing, like, lo- first of all, how does he afford that place? Number one. Okay. Number two, seeing them like naked in bed and her getting, I loved how that was shot through the screen in like a red light. And then it moves out once she has the clothes on. I thought that was a beautiful shot. So Norman Norman Buckley directed this. Yeah. And I texted him. And he, of course, he's shooting in Hawaii or something right now. <laughs> and he was like, is that the one with this? But he said um, that, well, first of all, my reaction to the apartment was like, wow, this place is huge. Yeah. It's totally got flash dance Jennifer Beals, <laughs> like it's a great dance space kind of feel. But um, Norman said that wasn't that- Michael Norrie in Flashdance? Yes, <laughs> there you go. He was like Full circle. The- <laughs> but there was yeah, maybe that was an, uh, an ode to that. But he said that he was really happy with the way they quote handled the nudity. The mm-hmm. way it was shot was because you know you can't show anything. You can't show anything, and also you want to make the actor because you know there was. In the script, it says they wake up clearly, you know, post-coital. Um, post-coital, and there's some skin being shown, and you want to make the actor feel comfortable, so you just see the reverse. And also, it, it really created that kind of rock and roll vibe. Mm-hmm. And I loved uh, it. It was beautiful. Yes, yes. So, so Marissa's conflicted. Volchek invites her to go to Baja. She thinks she's going to go to Baja. <laughs> um, Have you ever done that? Go to Baja. Yeah, where you literally just drive down and you sleep on the beach. Especially when I live, sleep on the beach. Yeah. I did that in Leo Carrillo, but not far. Yeah. Yeah. You can Uh, find a spot and and the next thing you know, you're like, I'm literally on rocks. It's not that glamorous. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely had many times in Mexico. Yes. Um, On Revolution Street in Tijuana. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Margaritas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... That's still going on. She thinks she's going to go to Baja, but she's really conflicted about the whole Berkeley thing and the party. And she decides to go. And I'm really happy Marissa decides to go. There was that, you know, because Julie kind of pops in and when she was packing to go to Baja. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, I know I'm not a good mom. And she's like, I know I have so many things that you could have, you know, that I'm you could complain about. And she says, Mom, this isn't about you. Mm-hmm. 
Because she knows. She's like a mother's intuition. She's trying not to act like she did in the first season, Mm -hmm. like yank her down to some Mm -hmm. institution. She says, don't give up on yourself. Like, that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Marissa, that's exactly what she's doing. She's giving up on life. She's giving up on herself. All the wonderful things that make her, you know, excited and joyful about life. She has become... I don't care. When you start to feel like you don't give a shit about anything, it's a dangerous thing. And when she says, I want this so much for you, but doesn't force it Mm -hmm. and walks away, Mm -hmm. that's what makes her call Volchek and say, I can't go. Mm -hmm. And then you guys make up. Yeah. And she says, just give me a chance. She's like, oh, well, first you walk in or Marissa Summer walks in. She's like, where have you been? She's like, Taylor can handle it chainsaw chainsaw. (laughs) and then she says look and she's like no offense but what is going on with you Mm -hmm. and she's like just give me a chance i'm sorry finally she's actually saying i'm sorry Mm -hmm. and marissa is yeah she says but i don't have a sweatshirt and the sweetest thing this is like summer is the best friend ever in the history of television and brings (laughs) this sweatshirt out and says somebody believed in you yeah and she bought her a berkeley sweatshirt Earlier on. It's so it's very sweet. I did this a few months ago. Somebody believed in you. It's really sweet. And so Marissa sh- now has a sweatshirt and can go to the party. Yeah. And as they're leaving, Neil walks up to Julie and she, Julie instantly, I was finally like, I love Julie here. And she goes, You know what, Neil? I get it. I failed. You're testing me. And I don't give a shit about that anymore. I care about my daughter. And mm-hmm. he goes, Oh, uh, I'm sorry if I ever made you feel like that. And Julie just stares at him like, Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's back because I'm not happy with Neil. <laughs> yeah, no, I was happy you stood up. And then it. you guys walk out and they say bye. And he goes, see, you're, you haven't failed. You're doing good. Yeah. So and we go we go off to go to the party. To the party. The party. And I do, like I said, I remember filming this and being on the beach. And I think because there's like a picture that's always circulated of the four of us um, in our sweatshirts minus <laughs> Seth. And right, because Taylor instantly goes... The core four, excuse me. And she kind of elbows Sadie out of the way. Yeah. And then there's this funny picture of of Seth, like, because he doesn't have his sweatshirt on. Like, yeah. uh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do you have that photo or you've seen I it? I think it's just because it's like circulated for so long on right. the internet. So you, you know? do have that memory. I do. I do have that memory. And it's funny because in the episode when Ryan's looking at his sweatshirt, it's yellow. And I'm like, he doesn't have a yellow sweatshirt on. And he doesn't. He wears a blue Berkeley sweatshirt. Right. So when when Sandy comes, this is another one of my favorite scenes, actually, because it's like I like the adult storylines when they're involved with the kids. Mm-hmm. So he shows up and says, hey, you know, Sandy's like, here's my sweatshirt from Berkeley. And Kirsten thought Sadie could use this one. And that they, they are so retro. Right. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, hey, so. You know, we were going to cover everything and Paul Glass is going to give you my dorm room and da, da, da. But since you have different plans, this reverse psychology Mm -hmm. thing, he was like, Mm -hmm. we were going to pay for everything. But now with Sadie, not so much. And he's like, oh, no, I would never ask that. So my question was, is Sandy actually saying you're going to have to pay for, well, pay for school, but you now have to pay for rent Mm -hmm. and everything. But we're not. Yes. And food and everything. But we'll still pay for school or you don't pay for or we're not paying for anything. No, they're paying for school. They're paying for school. They're just not paying for they're any not paying expenses. for him to live with his girlfriend. And he did it in a kind of a sweet way. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he knows what not- he's doing. But that's what so that's what makes Ryan change his mind. So he goes to tell Sadie and Sadie tells him, oh, you know, my distributor, whatever, my jewelry, I can sell it. There's a co-op. We can live there together. Blah, 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 blah. So Ryan can't tell her. And he's like, oh, he was going to tell her. Yeah, right? he was going to tell her. Yeah. And he didn't bring the sweatshirt. And she says, oh, is it weird that I didn't? 
wear a sweatshirt because she was going to wear the yellow one. That's what. That's what. That's he, why the yellow one was there. Sandy said Kirsten thought that Sadie could wear this, yeah. and he didn't bring it with her because he yeah. was going to tell her it's probably not the best idea. But she was so excited he didn't have the guts to say it. Right. So there's a couple of those things going on <clears throat> in this episode. Ryan goes to tell Sadie. Seth goes to finally come clean with Summer. Yes. She's not there. He sees this collage that Summer made. So he was going to tell her the truth. Yeah. You think? Because yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. And he sees this collage and it's like heartbreaking. You know, it's like college together and all the pictures of Seth and Summer. Like, oh, I felt that. Right. But you know what also? What? You know, when 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 Summer's standing with um, Taylor and they're at the Korean restaurant. Yeah. And she gives him this whole simian like mind primate mind thing. Mm-hmm. And when you and Marissa are talking and she tries to explain like what's going on with you guys. And she, mm-hmm. <laughs> Summer says, do you remember when they made us watch that movie oh, to, with to the, the two gay guys on a mountain? She's like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, that we was think always it's going to say a, a different one. That was always a good joke. Right. Yes. But she, he's like Gollum. <laughs> she compares Seth to Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a great analogy. Like the closer he gets to college the more evil he becomes. So Okay, so we're at the bonfire. Yes. Everything's going on. There's this underlying stuff with Sadie and Ryan. Uh, Summer and Seth are off. Taylor takes her over to get some kimchi, and she's like, I used to, I used to be enemies with them, but I'm in, like, second-tier court. She's saying this to Sadie. Yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of pulls her away, and, and she has Ryan to, and Marissa have a sweet moment. She shows up. She's got her sweatshirt on. Yeah. And it's how's it going? And he says to her, just because we're not together doesn't mean you can't come to me or yeah. talk to me. And then she says, you know what? I feel like this thing is choking me. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I thought, wow, Ryan is and they're both wearing Berkeley shirts. Yeah. And she must have had a flash of going to college with him. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And and, she, you know, she fainted in that episode, that one thing. Yeah. And. I think her thing is like this Ryan triggers her. Mm-hmm. And just when she was like, okay, I'm going to see if I'm going to make an effort and go to this bonfire. She talks to Ryan and she instantly gets mm-hmm. like needs to get out of there mm-hmm. and, and feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she yeah. still is processing that whole. She is for sure. And yeah. For trauma. sure. Yes. And then in the meantime, Seth says, let's talk. To yep. Summer. And Seth and Summer talk. And Seth basically is like, go without me. He says to her, he's not sure he wants to go to Brown anymore. Well, because she first says she tries to use that analogy from Taylor. And she says, look, I get you're a man and I get this. But he literally says, I just think it, Brown's not, not right for me and that you should go alone. Yeah, he doesn't say that he didn't get in. He's mm-hmm. like, I feel like Brown's not right for me. You should go alone. And of course, Summer is interpreting this as like, he doesn't want to be with me. You know? Right. She's like, this is this means so much more. And and I was like, I was so angry. So to him, this was less painful than the truth. Right. Right. And I mean, it's and then I noticed that you were in that position as an actress, when you're crouched in that position. Uh-huh. You can't stay that way. Like your legs lock up. Do you remember? I was like, you must have been sitting on something. Like they must have given you something to sit on. Because <laughs> I think that's of- something we think about now as we're older. But like in your twenties, you're probably just squatting for I a while. I remember that squat position. It's, it's happened to me a few squatting times on for camera. Where it's like you cannot maintain that for a long time. But Summer is so hurt, and I understand. And she goes off crying and says, "Well, then it's over." You had a big fat crocodile tear. Just you went. 
then it's over. It's a big fat crocodile. That's right. Do you remember? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Masterclass. Masterclass. <laughs> um, yeah, you and Natalie so, Portman. She does yeah. an acting one. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I yes. Just, I, yeah. It's I just, really like, fucked up, man. So, but I also want to think that here's the, I go, f- now that's, those are the characters we're talking about, mm-hmm. but let's go to the writers and the drama of the show. You know, it's like, like, again, we shake our fists at the screen of things that we think, how could he be so, mm-hmm. how could he make these choices? But again, we're making some drama for a television show to get a reaction. I Let's think Seth break was these... just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're breaking up this. These... Breaking up them. And then also yeah. Sadie finds Ryan and tells him that she's not going to Berkeley with him. And so now we have another breakup. Well, she's, she's standing there and she sees him talking to some people and, you know, not feeling like, I mean, I think everyone's nice enough to her, but mm-hmm. also she realizes, you know, she, he finds her sitting there and she's like, it's going to be like this next year. Once again, she realizes you're, it's going to be like this. You're going to be so involved and I'm going to get in the way. And she, kn- she even said that she said, you're the kind of person who needs to experience college. And she got wrapped up and he kept pulling her back in. Yeah. And th- and then she finally like says, you're a nice guy, Ryan. Keep in touch. I'm going to miss you. It's very it's opposite extremes in this episode. They're going to move together, live together, and then they break up. Okay, bye. I'm going to miss you. And he doesn't. Is this the last we see of Sadie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, we, he doesn't. I say that with like, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't protest too much. Yeah. Because he knew. And, but was he, was he not? I mean, it's, it's like... Sh- She's the one that keeps saying these things, but he didn't have the heart to say it to her. Right. Okay, so now the end of the episode, there's a music montage. Fog by Radiohead. I'm surprised we have Radiohead. That's really cool. It plays. And we see Summer in her room, and she's tearing up the collage. She's crying. And oh. Ugh. I Oh, I cried. I actually you had cried? a tear. Because... That feeling you're on the you're on the bed. I know, and like you were really crying. Yeah, you really were. I know, I was really crying. Yeah, yeah, masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> and then Marissa comes to comfort her. And and you know what? Have you ever been in a position where and she did the right thing? And this is where I was like, come on, Marissa, turn it around for your friend. Mm-hmm. You know, and probably Marissa needed more friends. And she was kind of crying out for friends. Yeah, you know, it's like it's. When Summer goes, oh, poor, poor, sad girl. She probably needed a hug. <laughs> I know. But but she did just, she all she did was she just put her hand I know, on, on her shoulder. Like, I'm just here. to know I'm here. Yeah. Not like anything else. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always, have you, I'm always, when people are upset like that, I try to give people their space. But right. then sometimes somebody actually was like, I need you. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you need me. I don't want right. to do the wrong thing. Yeah. But it I was thought really it was really sweet. It was really sweet. Yeah, and I felt it. It was like a real break. You know, it's painful. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. And then the boys are obviously upset too, and the episode ends. Seth walks to the pool house. Ryan's laying on the bed sad. Seth lays on the floor. <laughs> yeah, well, Seth deserves, you know, kind of what he's... I don't know. You know, let's not be so mean to Seth. He literally... I don't know, pretty mad at Seth. Pretty mad at Seth in this Pretty one. mad at Seth. But, yeah. You man, know? I felt like... At some point, it's like there's so much confliction, you know, like it feels like I could just feel the writers, I don't know, maybe frustration on not like what to do or what not to do. But I did know Norman did text me and he said, this was really sad because I think he knew this was the last time that he was going to be able to 
direct Misha. <gasps> like, we didn't know, but I think they I knew. can't. Please don't do that to me right now. Okay. Okay. But... All right, anyway. well, that's the heartbreaking episode. And I, know. I think we have, listen, Michelle, waiting to hop on and Yay. ask us some questions. Let's turn this around, people. Let's turn this around. Oh, geez, I just hit my mic. Sorry. Oh. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. It's so nice to meet you both. I know that you both have met Melinda. Yes, but- we met in South Carolina at the ep- Feeling Epic. Misha and Tate were there yeah. as well. And Epics and chill. Yeah. Liz and um, Michelle have a really fun podcast that you all should check out. We like to share all the, uh, you know, I guess the attention that every podcaster should get from this wonderful show. Their a podcast is called Let's Talk OC Podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> you also do a lot of other podcasts, don't you? Uh, what other shows do you do? Yeah. We started with One Tree Hill and then we made our way into the OC and we wrapped on Gossip Girl and we're in the middle of Friday Night Lights and Pretty Little Liars. It's a journey. Wow. Do you do Riverdale too? <laughs> a hair. We did oh, a hair okay. of Riverdale. Wait a second. <laughs> it's too wacky. When did you do yeah. One Tree Hill? That's so many seasons. Like, how do you guys get, that's a lot of, how long does it take you to get through 10 seasons of something? Yeah, we started in 2016. And I feel, when did we wrap, Liz? 2019? Oh, wow. 2018, maybe, wow. right? Yeah, there was an overlap yeah. when we started, uh, when we were doing Tree Hill Talk and Let's Talk OC. That's yeah. amazing. You we guys love have those been teen doing dramas. It. Yeah. <laughs> Can't been, get enough of them. Huh? They've been doing it before exactly. podcasts were that popular, right? <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, before all you. the all the uh rewatch podcasts, we were kind of the pioneers of the rewatch, and then you guys came in and you're killing the game. So oh, amazing. Well, it's so funny. You guys probably know way more about the show than I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. So you could probably answer most of the questions and whatnot. But I hear that you actually do have some questions to ask us. And hopefully, I, I probably can just throw it back to you and you'll be able to answer for me. But <laughs> we'd love to hear what you got for us. Sure. So I, I just wanted to start out and ask you both how you are liking podcasting. What has been your favorite <laughs> aspect of it so far? Honestly, I think it's I think it's taught me so many lessons, like not just like the technology learning curve. Mm-hmm. Like we had mm-hmm. to because, you know, Rachel called me up to do this during the pandemic. And like I didn't even do Zoom before this <laughs> podcast. And just like little things like that. But also I was never really comfortable just being myself, even in public, like doing interviews and stuff. It just was never my favorite thing. But I think for for me, the most rewarding thing is re- reconnecting with people that we collectively had this experience, you know, 20 years ago. That's been the most rewarding because it really did help to have that connection during pandemic. Yeah, for sure. It, and, you know, Mindy's so prepared and that's part of her character. So doing this podcast in particular, like Schwartz, Josh Schwartz is always like, thank God you have Mindy because she's always prepared. You are a hot mess. And I'm like, that's no. true. I'm really grateful for that. Um, but it's super fun. Po- I think podcasting is fun. You have a platform. This one in particular to reach fans, reconnect with cast members spend every week with Mindy. I mean, what could be better? (laughs) And I also have another podcast that I started called Broad Ideas, which is a different platform where you can talk about absolutely anything and everything. So it's really nice to have both for me personally to share my OC experience and then just to share, you know, all the very inappropriate things that happen in life. 
on the other one. <laughs> I think it was it was an interesting learning curve because in the beginning, literally nobody told us what to do. It was kind of up to us. And we lit. I mean, I've said this before, but I think it got better because we, you know, we just started and we were kind of rehearsing by doing it. And we didn't really have an idea because there are some shows that literally go scene by scene and they're very popular. And then there are others where it's like that they just discuss more um, instead of just doing a summary of the show, we discuss more of the storylines or so I think it was it was important for us to get into the studio. I think it was better when we got into the studio and uh -huh. also to be flexible with being able to go wherever um, this, the conversation might take you, depending on what guests we have or if we don't have a guest. No, so many life lessons I've learned actually doing <laughs> this because we don't you have to learn not to care about negative comments um, that you're not going to please everybody and that you're going to stutter. You're going to say stupid things. And it doesn't matter. Those those are mm -hmm. a lot of lessons in life. <laughs> People gravitate towards um, real, authentic podcast. I feel the less we edit our silliness or laughing and that type of thing, uh, I think that's really what brings it out for people to mm -hmm. enjoy. So just being yourself is great. And who cares? Right. Screw the haters. Right. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> and you just have, yeah, you just have to find your footing and it comes. And Rachel, I love broad ideas, by the way. Oh, thank you it's so, so much. Good. That's so, so sweet. Thank I look you. forward to it every week. Aw, yeah, it's thanks. awesome. Thank you. It's so good. It's fun. <laughs> I yeah, I've had this question because I've been such a fan of the OC since I was a teenager. But really, this one, and maybe I don't think you guys have answered it. But were there ever talks about casting Summer's step monster? I feel like she was like a character like Maris was on Frasier, where you always hear about <sighs> her, but obviously Maris never made an appearance. Right. And if she wasn't, who do you think could have played her? That's great. I don't know that she was. Who could okay. have played my Step monster. Do you know the first name that just popped in my head? This is so weird and I have nothing to back it up and why, but I'm wondering why it came into my head is Robin Wright. <gasps> That's so interesting. <gasps> is that but, weird? I, uh, you knew who I thought? Oh. Ellen, um, Ellen Barkin. Oh, yeah. Well, Peter talked about her playing Rebecca. Yeah, because he knew her. But, yeah. you know, and also we remember the scene where we see Neil walking with a blonde woman and because so and and she said that she likes he likes blondes or something. Mm. So for some reason, she's always popped into my head when when you said that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I have nothing to back up my <laughs> Robin Wright. Like that I, I you know, but, I have no idea why or where that came from. But my. I do believe that she was always going to be that character. Yeah, that I'm sure I, I'm sure the writer's room. I mean, because sometimes those are kind of sacred grounds that we'll never be a part of. But I'm sure they threw out like, do we introduce this character? Do we see it? And it's like, no, you'll never see her. We're just going to talk about her. I feel like Taylor's mom yeah. kind of filled those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, sure. But it would be like it would For be. Sure. Yeah, it would be um, Paula Tricky. Wait, what's her? Yeah. What's her? Um, her the Veronica Townsend. Veronica Townsend. Mm -hmm. But put her on meds. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she would be like, <laughs> yeah. Who would you guys cast? Oh. oh my gosh. I know I should have an answer to my own question that I've thought about for so long. <laughs> I don't know. Who do you think, Liz? It would have to be someone who was like big in 2003. Nicolette Sheridan. Yeah. You know, oh, they, they tried to get yes. her for um, Charlotte. 
Like they wanted oh. her on, but I'm like, she's on Desperate Housewives. Oh, Charlotte, Charlotte. But yeah, they really wanted, I think at one point they said they wanted Nicolette Sheridan or they, you know, yeah. That would have been good. That would have been a great cast. Yeah. Yeah. For Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to think about that one. Okay. You okay. can think about it. <laughs> so you have another question, right? Yeah. I, I wanted to ask the, the scene where Ryan finally says to Seth, you know, you didn't get, I know you didn't get in, right? Why do you think Ryan was the only one to pick up on the fact that Seth didn't get into school? Mm. Spidey senses. Is it, well, mm. it's like, I, because it's such a big lie, how could he, and he's written this, I'll never lie again, and she's, she's, yeah. cho- she's chosen to trust him. And and it's such a big lie. Like you know, when you have a best friend that's like a sibling, it's like you know every time they lie. You know every, and you would think in a relationship you'd know that too. But he's playing it very differently with Summer in this episode. But I think that it's just one of those things. Like you just know. Interesting. And and then and Ryan totally protects him. He's like, you've got to tell somebody. Yep. Tell her. Tell the truth. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. excited to see. I don't remember. I I don't remember these next few episodes very well. So I'm interested to see how this goes. You guys are so close. You're so close to the end of season three. It's I wild. No, I know. I'm not oh looking gosh. forward and, to the end of season yeah, three. Yeah, and just rewatching today just to catch up. Uh, the emotions, because you know what happened. I cried this entire episode, especially yeah, Summer, who's just her oh. heart was so big. In yeah. episode twenty, yeah. Then that's Ugh. that's why it's like okay. I don't. I think I think Seth has some regret yeah. coming up, but you can already yeah. see it. But it's somehow that he he thinks he's doing something honorable by sh- sending her off to Brown because he's decided that Brown is the best place for her, and he's now projected his dream onto Summer. And even though he he understands it's not, he didn't get in. It's not for him. He's he's trying to make make it okay in that world, but somehow he still wants to force her to go. It's an interesting thing. He wants her to go to Brown, right? He doesn't want to like. It's an it's yeah. Uh, the mind, the magical mystical mind of Very Seth. Very frustrating. <laughs> For That's sure. a good way to put it. Oh yeah. Seth. Oh Seth. Yeah. Uh, we have we have one more question. And it's unrelated to the OC, but we ask everyone this question. We asked Melinda when we met her in <laughs> South uh, South Carolina. Okay, Rachel, if you were a pasta noodle, what kind of noodle would you be? Okay, I'm going to say this and not because it's my favorite of the noodles. I'm going to say ravioli because I'm filled with cheese. <gasps> I'm, did Melinda say ravioli? I, I at first I said butternut some, squash. I said I wanted to be ravioli. something hot and luxurious and sexy, like a butternut squash truffle ravioli <laughs> or something like that. I, I was just very long winded. Cheese, but it's not my favorite noodle. It's not. It's just because you no. got some cheese. Just some cheese in it. No, my favorite noodle. <laughs> I have many. I'm an avid pasta eater. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I, I know I like a traditional a pasta spaghetti. Pasta fagioli. Pasta fagioli. <laughs> Did you see that on my Fajol, Instagram? Fagioli. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. In my Italian. Pastina is a big hit in our house. Mm. Uh, and so cute. I do. I like um, I like little noodles. <laughs> <laughs> like the little ABCs. <laughs> I like the little noodles. I like the You can fit a lot on the spoon or yeah. on the fork at once. Yeah. I like homemade pasta, I get it. though. 
Oh, mm. I like it with the tube and the mm. sauce gets filled in it when you eat it. Mm. I should. T- I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm hungry. Oh, <laughs> I know. I yeah, actually, right? You know what I want to do after this? What? There's a beignet store in Studio City that I saw on the Kardashians this week. And I'm going to go to the beignet box. Beignets. <laughs> beignets. Like Fuck, Cafe du Monde. sounds good. Uh-huh. The f- little fried oh, donuts. Oh, man. Hey, I want to tell you guys something that just happened. We had our costume designer show up and you'll get to see this and it because this episode is after she brought some clothing from the from the show and she brought nice. a shirt and I said that's Marissa that's a Marissa shirt and she said from what and it was from her death scene yeah <gasps> I know yes she, oh my god I have chills I know I oh got god, chills oh god, too oh the death She's, shirt and she brought gonna, this then this is my shirt a little lighter the valley the valley oh, oh. I know. how sweet and oh, then cute. she was wearing a shirt, you know, the free Marissa picture of Marissa, but it said, yeah. never forget. Yeah. Did that show up in the series or is that something we're trying to figure out if the crew made that? Did that, yeah. that never showed up in the series, did it? Never forget? I don't think I don't so. Think so. The, Maybe the crew I feel like I would have remembered that. The crew made it once she was off. I feel wow. like we have to get it now. We have I to know, now t-shirt. I want it. It's either that or yeah. Summer wore it at Brown. We'll find out. We'll, we'll figure find that out. out. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, we can wow. always come to you if we need. The- yeah, I feel like <laughs> that's what I'm saying is like you guys have all of my answers. So <laughs> if you don't mind, I might be <laughs> reaching out. Yeah. Happy to help. Happy yeah. to help. Oh, oh my gosh. That's so well, fun. Everybody listen to Let's Talk OC if you want, because you guys do some very, very intricate, detailed um, podcasts and um, much respect from from ours Thank to you. yours. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for that means so much doing yeah, it. It's no, this awesome. is like a bucket list awesome moment right now. So thank you. <laughs> oh, you thank guys you. are so sweet. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> us all the way from New York. Yay. <laughs> thank <laughs> it was you for so having nice us. to meet you and hopefully in person sometime. Yes, that would be yeah. great. Thank you so awesome. much. And thank you so much for listening. Please follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you like to watch us, please check us out on YouTube. Bye. Bye, bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches is brought to you by Cast Media. Executive produced by Colin Thompson, Harris Lane, produced by Katie Kurtwright, edited by Parker Flores, and our technical engineers, Travis Holden and Dustin Park.